mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Starring two people who shockingly never have been wrong. Hold the No, don't actually hold the applause. Applaud, unless you're driving in your car. This is But Am I Wrong? A podcast where we talk about our own personal hot takes, situations that are happening in our life, and we're wondering if we are in the wrong then we also have another segment. Well, that segment is called, but am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Then we have another segment called, but are you wrong? Where you listeners, you write in submissions about things happening in your life situations. And you ask us the all knowing sages of wisdom and the wizard certs. The wiz. It's the like Dr. Strange. Like Dr. Strange. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
the wizards of right and wrong, mm-hmm. the morality police. And all the different verses, multiverses. The the multiverse, the Eminem multiverse, the multiverse of Eminem. Mm-hmm. We tell you if you're the here, the villain in your situation. And then finally, we have But Are They Wrong, a.k.a. Rachel of the Week, a.k.a. Wote of the Week, where we nominate person, place, or thing in pop culture, the zeitgeist, current events, who we deserve, we think, or we know, deserves to be publicly shamed on our podcast. And we've decided to give a platform to all of us saying, boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. I will never get over that audio. That's a great, great piece of audio. A great, wonderful piece of content because there is something so perfect about when you're saying words that like, boo, I'm throwing tomatoes at you. But with the like blase, I don't give a shit, Mm -hmm. don't give a fuck attitude. And then you can take out the video component and it's just audio and it it still hits because the same. The way that it said tomato, 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 you can just hear the tomatoes being hit on the person. You can hear the wind up. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear like the, the whole process mm-hmm. of like tomato in the hand wind up flying through the air and when it makes contact. It's just like it's cathartic just to like listen to, to use it. Yeah. In everyday life. Thank so, you. Not you. What happened to my voice? No, no, that oh. thing happened funny to my You're voice. You're going having a crack like mine was last week. Yeah, I can't have any more of that because now that it's finally not so hot anymore, I no longer feel like I'm going through menopause and I don't want the opposite end of the spectrum with my voice cracking. Well, it happens. Shit happens. Oh, also forgot the best part of this podcast besides us, us and you should watch the video of us because we're absolutely stunning and that's only for a dollar on patreon because we are cheap desperate and giving i am not the first two you're actually not <laughs> i'm cheap mm, i'm thrifty i'm not cheap because there is a difference yeah you're budget conscious i'm budget conscious so we're budget con- I'm budget conscious someone else fucking orders like lobsters <laughs> at your fucking freezer and it's not me. It's Melissa. If you couldn't tell. Look at her. Of course. Like, like. You can't tell. Right no, now. You, no, no, no. There, there is a thing there. Like you have an or like, you know how some people have this thing, which I think is just like, it's kind of weird because someone uses a compliment to me once. And I was like, whatever the whatever I am displaying to you, you should just know that this compliment makes no sense because I'm not that. Someone's like, oh, my God, you're like the original clean girl aesthetic. And I go. Clean. Not to fulfill the white girl stereotype, but like I, I'm not the most showered person in the world. But it's like this whole thing of like, oh my gosh, like clean girl kind of aesthetic. And I think it just means that you like don't wear like you don't have like block eyebrows, like you don't really fill in those things dark. And it's like more like natural kind of like makeup and mm-hmm. clothes. It's like less like done up or whatever. But it's like a people have described me like no, no, it's like an aura, like it's a vibe. Like you, no matter what you're wearing, no matter how like you know, you could feel like so schlubby. Like you, you and Kyle, but I mean, Kyle has like a, he's got like a little bit of a, I love him to death. He's got a little bit of like a, a white trash, like little flair there. But both of you, any time of day, no matter what, I go, those people are bougie. Like there's just like an expensive aura okay. around you. Yeah, I'll accept that. You sh- it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. And you don't have the Kyle's aspect of it, which like never once in my life if I saw you putting chopped up zucchini as a garnish on top of a casserole that you made with buffalo chicken nuggets. Please stop. I'm disgusted. And 
I just ate. Flaxy chips. Up. I might throw up. I would never. Ins- I would commit you. I would. I would have an. I see Kyle do that. I don't even flinch. There's a difference. I I sat and watched you make lunch like it was Benny Hanna. He makes food. I take the spatula and I say, I will make you something, but you cannot make this in my home. <laughs> he was banned from using my oven after a bit. I was like, he used to come over with groceries. He goes, I'm going to make this thing. And I'm like, what is it? And he would show me like a combination of four pictures. And then he goes, but I saw this video and this is how they did it. And like, this was this. It's like all of these things together. I go, this does not exist. This is not real. You were not paying attention when they were making this. You're not allowed to make this here. Not in my home. Anyways. Well, Love him to death, though. He works on it. He tries. So, did I tell you the best part is that you vote? I don't think I even got through all of we that. We started. So, what I was saying, <laughs> you get to, as the audience, the listeners, you get to vote on who you think was wrong in each of the situations. So, this episode or these episodes of this podcast go up on Thursday. And then tomorrow, Friday, we release our Fisting Friday where we read the results from last week. And then sometimes people like will message with like updates or if we had like clarifying questions and we just like have a little extra bonus talk stuff about that. Mm-hmm. So you can see if you were aligned with us, aligned with the rest of the audience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. that is our podcast. All right. So now it's time for But Am I Wrong? Melissa, where do you, where do you, where are you from? I'm from Fayetteville. Fayetteville? Springdale. Springdale, Arkansas. Arkansas. But nobody in my family talks like this. <laughs> Did you go to school with anyone who had like a like accents like that? There's like a few people. Melanie has it on certain words like rice and ice. Oh okay. nice. Those words. That but makes sense. Nothing else. I wish I had a good accent. You have a accent. I have like a North California accent. Yeah, I have like a NorCal accent and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be weird if you had another one. I know, but that's just like slang. Anyways. Okay. Now it's time for But Am I Wrong? And that's where we pick something in our personal lives or a hot take that we present to everyone. I'm ready. All right. Present to me. Okay. Mine's serious this week. Okay. Mine is not. I know we joke about Big Milk, Mm -hmm. Big Pranker, but, you know, when you talk about you know, we're just joking about things like that. We don't, I mean, we're joking, but it's not like this is a life or death situation yeah. for us. So from Kim Trails to the death of famous people to 9-11 attacks to the Clinton's body count, the deep state global warming, vaccinations, conspiracy theories are dangerous, even if just a few people believe it. So that's my hot take. I, you, I'm, I want you to continue. Mm-hmm. But I don't even need you to continue to know that I agree with you and you're not wrong. Thank you. So David DePape, I believe is how you pronounce it, is the person that broke into Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi's house. So he broke in. Megan will go into more details later, but broke in and confronted Paul Pelosi and was asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? And assaulted Paul Pelosi. Tried to tie him up until Nancy got home. And according to two sources, um, when the police arrived, the assailant said that he was waiting for Nancy. And so there is a conspiracy going around that Paul and David were gay lovers that were in a fight. 
Mm-hmm. And the claim was made by the new owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Denise D'Souza, and, you know, it was promoted to all millions of their followers. And the theory traces back to, like, on the phone, Paul was using coded language to talk to the 911 person to let them know that he was in danger without letting them know he was in danger and basically saying, like, he was saying, like, my friend, blah, blah, blah. But he was saying it so not to alarm this man who beat him. And, like, he's trained. When when you're with in a high-profile relationship, like, with a politician and that stuff, like, you know, you're not a civilian. Like, Mm -hmm. you learn... These these threats are more imminent than for any day people. So like, that's yeah. you know that the the practice and training for that is being displayed right. as it would for if it happened to like Melania Trump, mm-hmm. like it would happen. Right. And so, um, even though there was no evidence that they were lovers or anything, within twenty four hours after attack, the gay lover theory was running rampant among the right-wing social media circles. There are at least 19,000 tweets mentioning the word Pelosi and gay since the day of the attack, and it garnered more more than 700,000 likes, according to CNN. And it doesn't include, like, tweets even just referencing. So these are just specifically that have the name, that have the words gay and Paul Pelosi in them. And so one of the first widely shared tweets endorsing the theory appears to have come at 11.36 a.m. on Friday, the day of the attack, and gained more than 2,700 tweets. And it was talked about on Steve Bannon's podcast, and he also tweeted it out. And so just all these people from the right making these claims, all it does is just show that they're trying to cover up what's actually happening. They don't want to face the truth of what's happening where you have somebody that is well known to follow all these right-wing conspiracy theories and then also very active on Parler. And the big names don't want to admit that they're part of the problem. They're trying to put out these gay rumors instead of just taking ownership for what actually happened. And so... These, when people make, you know, these small things, well, they, they seem like they're small things. They, they seem like they're small conspiracy theories or they seem like they might be harmless. That it's just, you know, people that are just talking and they don't actually mean what they say. They have real consequences to it. So stop entertaining these quote unquote conspiracy theories because they're just lies that people, a lot of them call themselves free thinkers, which I've already talked about, they, you know, go out and make these things up. And then they they go after an elderly man that's in the hospital and has a long way to recover who has a fractured skull. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. And the fact that they're not taking ownership for this is so messed up. And I'm not saying, like, don't question the things that you hear, like, you know, be responsible with the media that you take in and go to people that are trusted sources. And you should question, you know, but like do it from an educated perspective. It's also not lost on me that like it, the argument of like we question everything 
but accept conspiracy theories as blind fact. Right. And it goes, well, what about questioning that? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the vast majority of longstanding conspiracy theories, even the ones that seem really fucking innocent, is just rooted in anti-Semitism. Right. Like, they're like a gateway drug. Like, as soon as you start to, like, listen to one, that's why, like, we always say, like, not only, like, check your sources for, are they qualified and are they respected within their community, like peer reviewed? Because mm-hmm. like, sure, you can find an you anti-vax can, doctor. Right. But like, you could go listen to Dr. Oz talk about literally. some bullshit who is, you know, a cardiologist. But you look at the bigger picture, what the majority of the doctors are saying, what they're endorsing, what the official governing board are actually, you know, doing yeah. and what actions they're taking. And especially when it comes to like now having whether it's like politicians or even like the weird Republican influencers or whatever, like checking your sources of like who you're getting said information from, like this person might it might seem like, oh, not everybody is Azalea Banks, who sometimes has like good take from a person who doesn't always have good takes Mm -hmm. like this. is, But when you see someone like and you agree with something that they're saying, and then you see their next week, they're like peddling like Sandy Hook was a hoax and like the vaccine has like all of this stuff. Like your automatic assumption shouldn't be like, oh, I don't align with all of those, but I think like this. And it goes, well, how are those tied together? Mm-hmm. Like how did this person get from this to this? And like, I don't want to share beliefs with someone on a level of something that like might be controversial right? because it's like, uh-oh, where are my own like, lack of education or internal biases, where are the, they hindering me to get to the place of someone who, like, I don't respect their education, their knowledge, and, like, their morals and tact of going about these things. Right. So, you are not wrong at all. Dare I say, like, the only, I hate, we've talked about this before, like, we hate conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Like, even the ones, again, that are like, oh, this is just, like, all in good fun, seemingly innocent. The closest I've ever gotten to an enjoying quote-unquote, and enjoying a quote-unquote conspiracy theory is Big Milk and Big Printer. Like, right. and those aren't even, like, real ones. No, but even ones of like talking out the side of our neck. Yeah, and, like, Avril Lavigne, it's like, oh, she was replaced with a body double. Like, every conspiracy theory, like, it feels like it doesn't sit right with me. Like, it always feels like no matter what, this is going to lead back somewhere. And, like, why are we, like, questioning a woman and her talent and her career or whatever it is? Like, it's not fun or funny for at least a certain chunk of the like someone who's affected by this and it's just you also notice who they there's not a lot of conspiracy theories about trump there's not a lot of conspiracy theories about you see where it's coming from yeah you know so like the one like i mentioned the clinton body count they were saying like this was big in the 90s that Anytime somebody crossed the Clintons that they had like mob connections and the person was killed. That's how they've gotten so many people into the into like the Pizzagate QAnon shit because they've been playing like the anti-Clinton stuff has been around forever. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's far fetched for us to say that it's so much of it is directed at um, Hillary even prior to her announcing that she was going to be running for president. So there was I mean, but when she wasn't even like considering, I mean, it probably was always in the back of her head. But I think it probably would have been a little different if if it didn't seem that she had if she was a a woman who knew that she was powerful. No, 100 percent, because she took like she had an actual position in the White House and then they were literally burning like 
pictures and like they made like a pinata of her and were burning in front of the White House and she didn't even know it until recently. And um, she stepped down because, I mean, going even further back when Bill was running for governor of Arkansas, she didn't, her name was Hillary Rodden. She didn't go by Clinton. Yeah. And they made her because like in the early clips they would make her like like she would just say I'm Hillary Rodham that's what she went by and then because he was running for governor they made her add it on because the people were just like against her well vast majority of people who dislike Bill Clinton it's because of her yeah. like they don't like her mm-hmm. and it's they're scared of her yeah they don't they don't like women mm-hmm. and they especially don't like women in power nor women who know they have power yep so, you're not wrong. I hate conspiracy theories. Mine is not serious. And I have no research on it because that's what I care about. Okay, let's go. My hot take. The idea that gluten abroad is just better than gluten in America and the issue with gluten intolerance, celiac is all just in America is complete bullshit. This is a thing that has been going on for fucking ever. And I am not usually a proud American. There are some instances when the USA women's gymnastics team, Mm -hmm. here I am, my country, my girls, Mm -hmm. love them to death. And second, when white Europeans start coming, or to be fair, specifically anyone, but the ones who really fucking do it and make content, is these white Europeans who come after, like, America, at least we can go to school and, like, not get shot. Like, at least, like... The main person that said that wasn't white, though. Oh, that video? Oh, no, that was... I've seen that. That was the last one I saw. But I've seen... These have been going on for fucking ever. Forever, ever, ever. And this, like, oh, America, like, you know, America's, like, so... Look at your, like, giant, supersized sodas. And, like, you're, like, oh, my gosh. Like, everyone here is just, like, oh, wow. Like, all of you are, like, so fat and you eat so much. Like, could never be me. Like, ugh, America. And those are the moments where I am go, I'm proud to be American, where at least I know I'm free. Mm -hmm. And there's a bald eagle and, like, a flag behind me. And I'm, like, bitch, pull out my fucking camo pants. Like, God bless America. Right. And there is, like, this internalized, like, hatred of America that is super unwarranted when it comes to how we view like European countries. So all of these Americans will be like, oh my gosh, I like went to Italy. And like the issue is like the American gluten. Like this is all like I can eat literally everything here. And I'm on a bunch of like gluten-free subreddits and different like food subreddits, but specifically the gluten-free one. Once a week, there's a post from an American who is like, guys, I figured out the issue. Like it's just the American gluten. Like all of our food is so much more processed, which yeah, we have very processed food. There's lots of really processed food everywhere. America's just really fucking big. So we have a lot more options of said processed food. Like if you scale it down, you know, in large cities and countries that have like a similar metropolitan like breakdown, you know, th- th- there's there's chips, there's candy. And there's also different like regulations on what ingredients we can have, like in different places, like lots of places in like Asia have like really great like a sunscreen different approvals that we don't have here. And there are places like in Canada or maybe not all places in Canada, certain places of Canada, they like can't have some of the same skincare ingredients that we use that are like, they're not, they're actives and they're like great for like resurfacing mm-hmm. like texture or whatever. So there's different regulations. Some are better, some are worse. They're not universal. 
But like these people get on here and they say that the issue is American gluten as if there are people in the UK who don't have celiac and who aren't allergic to gluten there. Like it's the, maybe this actually does tie back to conspiracy theories, but it's like the idea that like, oh no, our food is making like, this is an American thing. They're trying to give us all gluten intolerance, blah, 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 blah. This is all so bad. And it's just not true. There's like literally nothing factually proven. And if that was the case, so one in 133 Americans has celiac and one in 100 people in the UK and Europe have celiac. So there isn't anything also saying that the gluten in some places is different or more superior that would then change your body composition and how or how your body processes this. And the only like actual study, like the conclusion that medical journals have like come to in this, that it's like, it's psychosomatic because you've heard that this happens before or you are in, you're traveling, you're on vacation, you're moving a lot more, you're in a great mood. So like your baseline level is already elevated than it is when you're at home and you're either A, more willing to kind of compromise and justify in your own mind, like, oh, I'm having some digestion kind of things, but like you're having a great time. You're on vacation. You're like thinking about all this stuff. You're not sitting at home. You don't have as much time to like focus on your stomach, how you're dealing with and all of that. Or you don't actually have an issue with gluten and you have an issue with something else. Like it's about the different kinds of things that you're eating. It's about how you're eating. Are you eating with, are you having water while you eat? Are you eating faster? Are you eating slower? All of this shit. And then people get online and start posting like, oh, this is what this is. Or like, literally there's like all these TikToks, people being like, oh my gosh, just take me back to Europe. Like I can literally eat pasta there. Like I like can't, like I'm like allergic to gluten in the US, but I can't do that here. And it's just (laughs) ridiculous. It's not true. And because your body processes things differently in somewhere else, like let's look at the bigger picture and remember that like there are people who can't eat gluten all over the world. Like, we can all be upset about it. You can be upset that like you can't eat gluten here and then you can be excited you can eat gluten in other places. But the biggest thing when people just constantly talk about this, then there are people who claim celiac in the United States who then say these same things and then people who have celiacs and then they go to the United Kingdom and then they eat food and then get poisoned with gluten. So like it becomes like, I'm a big advocate of not eating foods that make you feel bad And also, I also don't think you should claim allergies or in like, I don't think you should claim allergies if you don't have allergies because it does diminish other people when it comes to like cross-contamination. Like kitchens will just be like, well, this person, they said that they couldn't have this and then they start to apply it to other people, which is not a good thing to do, but it happens. But you can't have this like claim that this is, the solution and like the catch-all to all of this when in reality like you're just influencing people to like potentially get really fucking sick Mm -hmm. and it just drives me crazy because people message me they're like oh my gosh you should go to europe like you could eat things in there i go actually Mm -hmm. i can eat a lot more things in the uk because they have wonderful allergy laws where they have like requirements of like disclosing everything on their menu and being able to make i think it's at least 60 percent of the menu without the top 12 most common allergens like that's why i can eat a lot more there but like no i can't do this and when we have this kind of like wishy-washy sort of stance on this, it makes everybody more lax about it. And you can claim like, and I don't mean claim in like the 
unverified way. Like you can like you you can't have gluten. Like you know that you're like I you, sure you could have I it, but like have it, but it's you don't very feel sensing. good. And I don't, you know, I won't have it unless it's just you know today I might want a piece of cake, but exactly. I'm not gonna go like just eat gluten. Yeah, no, and, and like, I you'll have plan a your of, day around yes, it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to have this. Exactly. And like, that's like a very common thing for people with like a lot of fucking different things. Mm-hmm. And like sugar, dairy, whatever it is. And that's like great, amazing. But when it becomes, you don't have to have a celiac diagnosis. You don't have to like, you could even test like negative and still have an issue mm-hmm. with that. That's totally fine. But then though you can't, these people, you can't have yourselves be like the face of gluten free or in like an influencer, influential kind of space or even talking about it from a point of authority at all. Because like, A, you just sound so fucking uneducated because you are so uneducated, but it's not like an innocent level of that lack of knowledge and perpetuating like all that. Like that is like literally dangerous. Yeah, I, I mean... Well, I've heard it so many times that, you know, in Europe, it's different, I looked blah, it blah. up wondering if it was and like so, a thing. Yeah. And so like while you when you were speaking, I was just looking up on my phone and there were several articles that came up as like. This it's not true. Like there's we do use a different type. Yeah. Of wheat or the the wheat that we use, it comes from a different part or a different process. But there's no like this is harmful and if you have a sensitivity or you have celiac disease do not go to Europe and do this yeah and also like that part of it like so many places import their like glute like flour mm-hmm. and things that contain gluten from like Europe from right. all these other places like there isn't like a universal and like there are places in Europe that like might get their flour from America like yeah. it's just it's not consistent and I remember I looked it up after hearing so many people say this and I was like wow like really and then I, when it literally said it was like, no, there are people all across the world who have like gluten intolerance, gluten sensitivity, all the way to celiac. And I was like, wow, of course, Megan, like, what the fuck was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And it just becomes like when you're in frivolous in nature, like, I'm glad that I looked it up. I would have never fucking done it without that because I can't even do cross contamination. But for people who are like newer along on that or who are like younger and didn't, I fell for it. And thankfully, I fucking Googled it. Mm -hmm. But other people don't do that. And it's just or they like don't really. And then they like don't really have too much of a sensitivity. They just like think that they do or they're eating different foods. Mm -hmm. And then they get on their TikTok saying the exact same thing. I just hate it. Yeah. So. Well, you're not wrong. American gluten is equal to European gluten. They might make better things with their gluten-based foods and there's also like bakers and like bread makers and things there's specific flowers that they'll use and like it might be different and if you are sensitive to one thing you might not be as sensitive to another so if you're going to a specialty baker in europe you might be able to eat this one thing but that doesn't mean that you can just universally eat everything there and you also might like the food more and so any negative consequences that come from it, they pale in comparison to the point where you might not even notice them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Yeah. Like I say, I will enjoy like, a cake, but I won't enjoy bread. 
And like, we do that here already. Uh And I'm like, it's just on an international scale that we're doing, like that these people are doing that. And like, that's okay. But like, you can't get on there and tell that this is what's happening here because America, we've got a lot of things to work against. So like- Beyonce said, but you don't know. America, America has a problem. Well, actually she didn't say it, but it's her song. I think I've heard that part. Okay. But like, don't make me work on the lobbyist, the lobby panel for big gluten in America. <laughs> like, don't you we've got a lot of other issues to work for, but like don't tell Europe that our issue is our gluten. Yeah. Cause no, it's not. Don't let them get cocky. <sighs> they already are. They're so cocky. Don't give them any more. I know. I and they have celiacs you. left, right, and center. I I uh when you were talking about like patriotism, I've I, I, you know, curated my TikTok enough where it's like people are like the only time that we rise up is when the Europeans try to come for us. Oh, I anytime Meghan Markle is brought up in conversation, I am USA. Mm-hmm. I will protect my girl. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, let's take a break. Woo! Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is 
delicious. Like it's it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. Oh, and, and it's it's delicious. It's so good. And I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes. But also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time. All of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait 
this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from our break. If you're watching the video or if you head on over to our Instagram, you should know that I'm wearing our merch. It's our therapy sweatshirt. And if you are a medium, Melissa thinks that there's about four left in stock. If you want to get one, get one. Now it's time for... But are you wrong? And this is when, like we said at the beginning, you submit your own predicaments, something you're going through in your life. It could be like past. Maybe you're harping on it, but usually it's present day kind of stuff. And you write us at buttamirongpot at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. Let us know your age, your pronouns, if you would like. Keep it all anonymous. So give us some fake names. Again, let us know their ages because that's actually more important. And again, pronouns if you are so inclined. Yeah. Anything else for that? No. All right. Here is writer number one. I'm 19 years old, she, her, and live in Norway. My question revolves around the use of the name Karen as a synonym for being unreasonable, bigoted, or mean. Obviously, it is a good thing that people who misbehave in our society are held accountable. However, I do feel bad for people who are called Karen, but behave nothing like the stereotype. Even in Norway, where it isn't one of the most popular names amongst white middle-aged women, Karen has become a cultural phenomenon. Maybe I'm too partial in this since my 16-year-old sister, she, her, name is Karen. Luckily, she's able to distance herself from the connotation people have to her name, but it's at times used unfairly against her. For example, she plays a male-dominated sport, and when she stood her ground against some male teammates who wanted to prioritize over her practice, she was dismissed as being a Karen. There also doesn't seem to exist a male equivalent of the name. Perhaps men benefit from being viewed with nuance 
whereas women get categorized as Karens, whether they are a little unreasonable or literal racist. Similarly, I noticed that your podcast uses the name Rachel, but I understand that it's an inside joke within the M&M community. Am I overreacting to the way names are used as synonyms for negative traits and values in others? Am I wrong for thinking there are some misogynistic undertones in the way Karen is used, especially considering the lack of male equivalence? Looking forward to hearing your views on this and would also love to hear from any listeners who are called Karen, Rachel, or have similar experiences with their own names. Well, I'll actually get more into the misogyny and misuse of the name Karen later uh, in my but are they wrong? But I'm going to start with the origin of Karen and how it has been whitewashed. (laughs) So Karen was, like you pointed out, was meant to be used like it was more of a inside joke amongst the black community of when some white woman inserts herself into the business of others that she has no right or reason to then they were being called a Karen and now it just like as the writer said is being used by anyone or said in any way as like a way to you know be misogynistic there are male equivalents some people just call male male Karens quote unquote just call them Karen too or like a Kevin or something like that but Overall, it is just used as a woman who may be just being loud about something now because it has been taken out of the con- connotation of what it originally was. But most people that I know that are named Karen, I, I think Karen's one of those names that like there's a bunch of people like from the 80s to back in the wherever the name started. Like there's like a bunch of people in their 30s to 70s named Karen. Yeah. And the Karens that I, most of the ones that I know don't have a problem with it. Like they think it's funny. Even like with Rachel, how we use Rachel. Oh yeah. The but, Rachels that yeah. we have as listeners like write in and think it's funny. Like they've told us that they yeah. don't take any. They're like, we don't claim that Rachel. Yeah. Like as like, as a good Rachel. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, like if these people are bullying your sisters, I think it might be like a, specific to these group of men because her name is Karen and then she's in this male dominated sport and they're just being misogynist but I think as a whole I don't think it's a problem I agree I think honestly like (laughs) I would rather your little sister be called have her name be Karen and be called a Karen then have them have to get a little more creative with an insult like the name is not what's fueling that they're not They're being misogynistic, not because her name is Karen. They would have come up with something else. They might have called her a slut or, or a, a bitch. bitch. Like, yeah. there's at least a little bit of a failsafe there when it's your name that you're like, oh, okay, I know you're trying to, like, hurt me there. But, like, at least you're being a little more coded. When it comes to the misogyny of it, I think it is really important to note that, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, in the conversation of, like, the origin of people talking about Karens, it was letting other black people know that it was a white woman specifically Mm -hmm. without if they're in mixed company and not letting some not being like letting the people who will get it get it and then having it go over the heads of other people but specifically there is misogyny and then there is racism and white women as a white woman 
we are some of the worst offenders of perpetuating racism. And so like the white woman tears, that's also not misogynistic. Like Mm -hmm. that's just like a, a fact. And like that is an issue in itself. Like I'm all for saying like, fuck you to misogyny and fuck the patriarchy. But I think if we, as a white woman, like if, if I, if I make certain racist things that like, if I make certain instances of like white women being racist or behaving badly, but then going, but what's the male equivalent? That's not solving the problem. Like right. they're two really unrelated problems there. And like even equating the stereotypes, I don't even, they're not even, it's like the, the, the real fact that like of white woman tears and like angry white women and racist white women, all of that, like even just questioning what about the male, like the male part of that? That is like the like legitimate crux of the issue. It's like we weaponize our, we weaponize being women as a point where like we can then be uh, abusive, aggressive, and violent towards women, specifically black women, but like women of other races because we have been scorned as women. Mm-hmm. And then like we hide behind the like, our get out of jail free card is like, well, I'm a woman, like I'm oppressed by men. Like, the patriarchy, like misogyny, like that's the issue. Like those are two totally separate issues. And I don't think until like we can fix the truth behind like the racist, aggressive, angry, abusive, yelling white woman, we we are not doing much for the patriarchy and like dismantling misogyny as well. Like that's, they're just apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of names that we call men. Like we have with chads, like douchey guys or whatever. But like, yes, there are like racist and abusive white men, but like the manipulation of like white women calling the cops on like young black kids who have done absolutely nothing, like an Emmett Till, like something mm-hmm. there. Like if you look at the history behind this, like we have a lot of things that suck about being women, but like, when we can learn how to weaponize this like faux fragility and like, I'm so like dainty and I'm so small and I'm so afraid and like, blah, blah. We weaponize that and we use that. And that's, that's like just the truth of the the yes. matter. Like and, we're weaponizing it. And then there's also the cultural difference because you're in Norway and you're not in the United States as well. And that's, you don't know the background of what, where this came from. And also, probably, I don't think that the people who are calling your sister a Karen know that either. I think yeah. it's an equivalent that, like, they think that it's going to be a bigger dig than calling her a bitch or a slut. Or, mm-hmm. like, they're trying to just make her mad and, like, feel poorly about herself. But, like, the same reason why, like, the Rachels who, like, write into our, like, they're not upset because, like, they, it, we don't say apply. that every Rachel does yeah. this. We're yeah. calling a kind of person. And they're like, oh, if again, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Yeah. They hear like, oh, that person are describing. Yeah, We're, I have no, no similarities except my name's Rachel. So like, they're not talking about me. Mm-hmm. So, I just think this is like a like you said, this is just like a gap in knowledge of it. And I'm curious. The only person I know named Karen is like a friend of a or one of Mott's. Karen Bass that you. Well, so, so one of Mott's friends who's a black woman, and I like literally yeah. was thinking Most about of that. The Karens yesterday. that I know are black. <laughs> I was like, I can't. And I was thinking about that yesterday and I was like, I can't imagine that's one of those like 
when you get offended by something because it mm-hmm. it applies. Like if someone yeah. called me a Karen, I would be like, hmm, what am I doing? Let me unpack that. And then if I was like, I wasn't being a Karen and I also don't trust your judgment, I wouldn't care. Like yeah. it wouldn't hit me. Yep. You know? Yep. I'll talk more about it in my butter Ooh. there. On. Yeah. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Consensus? You're wrong. You're wrong. Sorry. I don't think you're intentionally wrong, though. Mm-mm. But, like, there's cultural differences that you don't understand. Yeah. No, I don't think it's intentional. Mm-hmm. So, hi, Megan and Melissa. We are all 22. So are Melissa and I. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a family trip soon, and our dog, Max, stays with my friend Zach when we travel because he knows how to take care of him, and Max is already familiar with his place and the people he lives with. This is important as Max has separation anxiety, but he feels really safe with Zach. I love that there are two human names. So I'm like, which one's a dog and which one is the guy? Problem is I'm 99% sure Will, my boyfriend of eight months, will be upset because I didn't ask him and maybe because I asked Zach, who he doesn't really like. To be fair, Zach and I dated for a little bit in high school, but it was long ago. We basically were kids and we've been only ever been friends ever since. When Will and I got together, he already knew this. I had a talk with him about Zach to clarify our relationship and avoid jealousy, and things were good. He understood, but now he kind of hates him and says mean stuff about him when he's mad. Zach, on the other hand, likes Will a lot. Will loves Zach and would love to have him, but Max doesn't know his family, who he lives, or the place. I know he'd take good care of him, but I feel safer if he's with Zach, who he's known for ages and loves to death. Although he loves Will, staying with him would be an unfamiliar situation, and we want to avoid that. Will has a tendency to think everything is a reflection on him, so I just know he's going to be hurt. Am I wrong for not even considering him to look after my dog and asking my friend instead? Should I have given him a chance and any tips on how to tell him nicely? I'm just going to say it right now. I like Zach better. <laughs> why don't we date Zach? Why? Why? Right now, the only traits you've given me about Will this is, is that's Will's going to be... what they're asking. I know, them. but I'm just talking it through. That Will hates Zach because you dated him even though that was in high school and which is sure but like Zach really likes Will that's I think is like that's there's one thing to like mutually be like oh I really don't like it but if one person really likes you you know when someone likes you Mm -hmm. and like he's still liking him even though he knows that it's not reciprocated and then he takes everything his attention think everything is a reflection on him yeah and we're all 22 a 22 I don't think you're wrong at all like dog forward dog likes it like I think that's what you should do it is like you said like a family dog I'm going on a family trip soon and our dog max so I'm wondering if this is like a family dog situation because if it's not and like you see a long right or I meant like if it was like your dog that like you have like roommates, but you're going on a trip with your family, so your family couldn't watch. Do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't know if you live with your family or if it's a family dog? Because if it's a family dog, yeah, no, it's like the whole family. You can like you know, oh, this is who always watches a dog, like whatever. But I think like if you see a future with your partner and it's like your dog, I do wonder. I'm like at a certain point, are you gonna be? Do you get an, when you get another dog eventually? Like later on, like are you still gonna have like your high school ex? who's like a friend, watch the dog versus like if you get m- married and then he becomes your husband, like are you going to trust him to watch a dog? Or are you going to trust him to like watch a baby? Like what, do you know what I mean? Like where is that level? Because mm-hmm. like you do have to figure that out eventually. And I think like I wouldn't do that now. Like I wouldn't say like, oh, wonderful trial er- trial period of this. 
you know, it can't be a forever thing. Right. And so, like, there is a little bit of, like, you know, you got to kind of, I don't know, I would I would find if I'm giving tips on, like, how to do it nicely, I would, first of all, just be like, oh, yeah, like, staying there. I wouldn't even say anything up. It's a family dog. I wouldn't even tell him. Like, I would just be like, oh, that's my parents called. And, like, that's where he always stays. Like, yeah. it just makes I sense. I just wouldn't. I would just make it as casual as possible, not make a big deal out of it. Because if you make it a big, well, Will thinks everything's about him anyway. But so you're not going to avoid it as so just like, yeah, staying with Max is staying with uh, what's his name? Zach. But I think if you if he asks, I think like I don't even think it's like where they're going to want to know where. That's what I mean, though. But if he asked, but I wouldn't just be like. Hey, offer it up. By the way, he's staying with Zach. I just thought you should know. Because mm-hmm. then it goes, well, why did you think I should know? Like, yeah. what's the I don't think you should for someone who like makes everything about himself, like if it comes up, you're like, oh yeah. And then it's just That's like where oh, he always, he always stays. stays there. Like my yeah. parents are like friends with like his family, like his like parents, like whatever. Too much explanation. Just no, so I mean, like if he like just, presses for it, it wouldn't be like, oh well, when we were dating in high school, he always really got no, along. Like just that's where he always stays. It's just stays. where he always stays. And there's like literally nothing more to it. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to be upset, he can be upset on his own time. But I do think that if you see a future together or a foreseeable future, there sometimes is kind of like a, are there any other red flags where you maybe aren't wanting your dog to be there? Because mm-hmm. it is, it would be a deep connection moment in that way. And if you're kind of hesitant about it, like, do you trust his judgment right. and like taking care of things and or like. But if this is like, you know, a long term relationship, then he's going to be going on vacations with you. So where is Max going to stay? Yeah, but I mean, like, you're going to have to at some point. Yeah. Question why? Why? Question why Zach is the better choice. Yeah. All right. Next one. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 years old, use she, her pronouns, and the other person in this story is 27 years old and uses he, him pronouns. Back in April, I met this guy at a music festival. Let's call him Theo. He was originally from Spain and super tall. So as someone who has an affinity for European men, I was instantly attracted to him. A couple weeks later, Theo invited me out for drinks and I happily agreed to go. The date was really great, honestly. Maybe one of the best first dates I've had in my short time of dating as an adult. I ended up going back to his place and we hooked up. It was pretty great and we have a lot of sexual chemistry. The only problem is his dick size. It's on the smaller side and does not compare in stature to partners I've had in the past or present. I kind of think he knows that because he does make up for it in other ways, but as someone who is of the very small percentage of people with vaginas who can come from penetrative sex and really enjoys it, it really does leave something to be desired. I've only seen him twice since then because he's been traveling and visited home for a few months, but he comes back next week. I'm excited to see him because I like spending time with him, but I also feel bad because I don't see myself being with him long term because of his small dick. Am I wrong for not wanting to date him solely because he has a small dick? By the way, I absolutely love both your podcasts and have been listening since I was in high school. You two are stars. Keep up with the amazing content. We are stars. Yeah. So you're not wrong about that. But. <laughs> but. I 
strongly believe that you're wrong about the dig size thing. I strongly believe that you're wrong too, but I also, I think if you liked him, like this is just, I don't think the sex is probably that good or he's like trying to initiate more. Like he's like, you said he's like, like he like, he does make up for it in other ways. I just, if you really like him and you have good sexual chemistry, I don't understand what the problem, just because his dick is smaller. I don't see that as a problem. I don't think the sex is as good as like, I think you're trying to be kind and I don't think the sex is measuring up because like. Choice words. I think (laughs) that like, yeah, penetrate. Like, first of all, a lot of the time of like being able to come from penetrative sex is yes, how your body and your, it's about like, you know, the positioning of anatomically at where your clit is and your G-spot is in relation to like, like your hip bones and like all of these other things. But it's also a lot to do with like the position in which you're having sex. Yeah. And like a lot of the time, like people who are coming from like solely penetration, it's because there's clit action happening while penetration is happening. And regardless, regardless of like the size of the dick, like you didn't say it's a, a micro penis. Like you still are having a, I think you had unrealistic expectations based on the fact that he was tall. And that just <laughs> seems cause you're like, he is, what'd you say? Super tall. And so I think like comparatively to his height, maybe it was a little on the smaller side, but like also this just everything about the way you set up, this just seems very fetishy to me. Like, I don't yeah. like it. Well, the European thing is... He's European, super tall, in all capitals. And, like, I have an affinity for European men. I think there was a different word there, and then she swapped it for Europeans to be more broad in general. Which is the... Because I just... That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, Europe is huge, and, like, there are so many... Like, you have different accents, different, like... like religions, ethnic breakups, like what people look like, what they like, like that's not yeah. a, a catch-all. So I feel like you, it's just so you can't be like, oh, I love Europeans. And then you pick two totally separate places. Like, well, what do you, that's weird. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there might've been a more specific um, fetish part of this. But the thing with like having sex with like big dicks versus like, okay, sure. Like there's huge smart water bottles and then there's like big dicks. Like sometimes if it's like positioning, like, you have to do way less work mm-hmm. because you as like, not you, the 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 person with the penis has to do way less work. But then you as the person who having sex with them, you're doing more work to like get the angle right yeah. that like works for you. And that is that like guys who like don't have like the most massive dicks or they're smaller. Like you're saying like he's, he like is doing like stuff to make up for it. But like, it just might not be that like he wasn't that great at it and it wasn't that awesome. But like, He's got a dick. You enjoy the sensation of having sex with a penis and you can use a vibrator on your clit and come from like penetrative sex. Like, I just think that you can also get penetrated by a dildo. Like you can get penetrated. Like, I just don't, I don't think like if you actually like something, someone, then I don't think their dick size, like if you have, if you, as you claim that, you're very attracted to him. You have great sexual chemistry and you like him. I don't think the size of the dick should matter. No, I, and uh, yeah, there's something else going on here. I wholly, wholly, wholly agree. 
I think, like you said, one of the best dates you've ever had as an adult, like it's on the smaller size and it doesn't compare to like, because I just like the old saying goes is not the size of the ship. It's the motion of the ocean. Yeah. And I think if we were talking about like, oh, I'm you like I prefer to have sex with like body wise, it's fits with my body better to have sex with someone who has a like baby armed full like mm-hmm. a 12 inch dick and this person has a micro penis it's about 1.2 inches that i understand mm-hmm. more but like right now it doesn't seem like you're talking on like e- it's not the two extreme ends of like a, a spectrum mm-hmm. like if we're talking about one to two inch differences like you know i've had sex with some People who have huge dicks. Mm-hmm. And I've also had sex with, I mean, one person. I've had sex with small dicks. But I've had sex with one person specifically who had a very, very, very small dick. And the sex wasn't good because I didn't like him. Like, yeah. it, it just like. If you liked him, then you'd be like, I can use the whatever. I can use the assistance. But more importantly, I would have care to you try. would care that's when it, yeah exactly that it's like when you're like oh i'm not even gonna like try it's that's mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing but it's not because of his dick size it's because like i don't care enough to even yeah try to like make this work or you're just very superficial yeah also hot people can be bad in bed yeah like you could have had also you could have amazing chemistry but- with someone and not have great sex one of the hottest guys that I hooked up with, like, very sexy, very good kisser, wasn't good at eating me out. Mm-hmm. And then he had a very thick penis that I could not get in Beer there. Can. Yeah. Oof. Like, it feels very like I'm, thick. you're crowning. I, I, I couldn't even get it in because yeah. it was just crowning. Yeah. That was it. I was like, mm, this isn't going to work. Square peg, round hole. And then he was like, oh, I can make it. And then he just, like, sucked on my clit for a second. And I was like. This, no, is not, this is doing this nothing. Is this is doing for nothing business. for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. But also, I did not like him enough to make it work. Yeah. And I, I also think that, like, oh, I mean, I would be curious to know the size discrepancy between, like, what you're used to and like what this is. Because, like, w- unless someone's sending you a dick pic with something for size for reference that you can, like, literally verify is, like, actually true size we're all just like estimating Mm -hmm. when you're like, you don't know, like you, it can be like, okay, this feels a little bigger. This feels like a little smaller or whatever. And there's sure again, opposite ends of the spectrum where like, just from looking at it, you can tell, but you also just might not have had good sex. And you might've thought that's because of his. Yeah. You're still, you're 24. Yeah. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong too. Not even intentionally, but it's not, kind you know yeah somebody's like your tits are too small and so i can't have sex with you yeah and it's like well no regardless of how big your tits are like i'm just you could have massive tits and Mm -hmm. i just might not be that into you yeah and like it's always better that like sometimes we think i'm like oh well he's like perfect on paper but like what's like the issue with him and like sometimes the issue is like i don't like him Mm -hmm. and like that's all there is to it there's like nothing wrong with you and that doesn't make me a bad person Pick on somebody because of their physical appearance. No. Megan and Melissa said men's rights. For <laughs> <laughs> menace. Penis rights. Okay. Hi, Melissa and Megan. Look at you, first billing. 
This story involves myself, 29, she, her, and my brother, 34, he, him. I am engaged in having my first wedding dress appointment in a few weeks. My brother is coming along with four others. A week ago, he offered to take me to brunch before the appointment and said I could bring the other attendees as well. We decided that I would make a small list of options for restaurants that have brunch and he would book the reservation. I gave him my recs and made sure they were reasonably priced, served brunch, and were close to the dress shop. He replied back a few days later and said he booked a reservation at a completely different place that doesn't even serve brunch and wasn't on my list. It's the most expensive place in town and only serves lunch. When I found out, I got upset because if he had just wanted to get lunch, I would have had a lot more options to pick from. And he clearly didn't care about my suggestions. This is a pattern throughout our lives where he wants to do something nice for me or my family, but then decides to make his own decisions and doesn't appreciate our opinions. Am I wrong for being upset and should I still appreciate the gesture? I spoke to my father and he thinks I should say I don't want to go, but I'm trying to work through these issues in therapy and I'm trying to be nicer overall to my brother as a result. Are there ways to stand up for myself next time if I am right? Thanks for taking the time to read this. Love you both. And I'm not going to read your name because it seems, judging from your email, it seems like your real name. Yep. I don't know what you're going through in therapy, but for you to hold back on this, I'm questioning, is this something your therapist says or something that you've interpreted in this way? Because like, some therapists are bad therapists, but like right now, if you're working on like being nicer, quote unquote, and this is an example, this feels like um, you're working on letting people not respect your boundaries and walk all over you. That part. Like, and yeah. Like, what is your therapist saying? I'm I, concerned. I, I am too. Like, seriously, what did your therapist say in this specific situation? Because if they're okay with, you know, you know, you set what you wanted to do, where you wanted to go, gave options. And he's like, mm, fuck that. And your therapist was like, you know what? He made the gesture. So you should be appreciative of that. Fuck that. People can make nice gestures, but like, this isn't a nice gesture. This is somebody who the only nice gesture that he made was to get you a meal. But then you set up your parameters and he's not abiding by them no your dad so your dad said that like yeah. you should just say you don't want to go so like my other question is were you like horribly horrible to your brother like and is this him getting payback and is that why and you're it's, like, making amends you feel like this is how you make amends is by caving yeah like do you think that like, are you letting something slide after like years of like running chasing him around the house with like scissors and like cutting his hair and like peeing on him when he's sleeping like did you torment this like, was he in therapy for years for like your treatment of him? And like, this is like the most he can muster up as like retaliation. Mm -hmm. And then this is evening the score because that's wildly different. And if so, I would say you got off easy. Yeah. Go for the fucking lunch. Mm -hmm. But I am a little like alarmed. Like, you're like, I'm trying to be nicer to my brother overall. And I'm working through these issues in therapy. What issues are we working through? Because again, unless it's, that you ruined his entire childhood by being like factually and like arbitrarily, like universally horrible to him constantly. I don't know why you should just like let this go. And there's like, like a kind way to go about it. And I also think like if you're concerned about like your delivery and your tone with this and you're working on that, that also makes me feel like you've just been walked all over constantly. And now you're in therapy because people don't like your response to being walked over. Or you've been a bitch your whole life. There's that too. No, to oh, totally. Oh, and like unrelated. And so yeah. communicating, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So figuring out how to communicate when 
you're being a bitch universally. So even when it's warranted and it's mm-hmm. not and not having that kind of gauge. I mean, I think standing up for yourself doesn't have to be. It can just be like some, one of my favorite things to do sometimes is like. <laughs> and this can sometimes hurt more than like actually like being like overtly mean is just. Uh, oh, I'm assuming you totally forgot about this. I actually said like this. And it's just like a gentle reminder in a way that like, you know, they can read it as like, oh, she knows that I am choosing to not do this. And now I have to like actually say it again to her face. Like, oh, I'm just going to pick this. I'm not going to let it slide by. Or they can be like, oh my God, amazing. They gave me an out because I did blank that they said this. And I think after that point, and then it's like, oh, well, no, I want to do this. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? That's like, I think it's a really like nice gesture. I'm not interested like in doing that, but like I might do a brunch like later on with my friends, like you're more than welcome to come. Like, and then it's just like, you just take away that opportunity. If someone's like creating an event for you that you don't like and you don't want, and it's like explicitly against your wishes, I think it's always better to just be like, thank you, but no thank you. Because if you go and you attend and all of that, like there's just unrealistic expectations on how you're supposed to like receive that when everyone knows you don't want that. So like you actually can't win. Like yeah. they're going to be like, well, you weren't excited enough. You weren't happy enough. It's like, you literally knew I didn't want this. And like, you just want to watch me fail. And there's nothing I could have done to like be enough in your eyes for the situation. Yeah. I mean, if this was me and my sisters, like if Megan um, said, hey, I'm going to take you out to dinner. Where do you want to go? And then I gave her some suggestions and then she disregarded it. I would simply be like, bitch, I didn't give you those suggestions. <laughs> and then she would laugh it off. We'd laugh it off and then go to where I want to go. So I, I know that not all relationships are the same. But since we don't have any backstory for yep. this, I don't know how to handle it. I would do the same thing. Kyle's done that before. He goes, where should we go to dinner? And then I'm like, let's go here. Or like, here are the options that I think we should go for. And then he goes, OK, we're going to go here. And I go. What's that? I don't know that place. Yeah. I didn't see that. Where's the menu? What am I eating? Send me the send me my pics. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you if I like it. Like everyone should want everyone else to have a good time. Yep. So you are not wrong. For me, you might be. I don't know. That is true. <laughs> I you are wrong with the stipulation. I reserve the right to backtrack if you tormented your brother for years. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. Woo! Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, how was your break? Time for But Are They Wrong, aka Rachel of the Week. So, uh, you were first. So Daniel Mack, you know who that is? That guy on TikTok that goes up to people and be, that are like in expensive cars and they're like, and he goes, uh, what, what do you do, do for, for a living? Yeah. yeah. So that guy, he went up to um, two women that were in a Porsche and uh, they asked him why they were, why he was holding a camera in their face. And they said, you think you can just walk up to people and start filming? And they didn't want to be filmed. And he didn't get their consent to be filmed first. And so he like filmed this and put it up because they're like, whatever, just posted like more out of anger and frustration. And he put in the hashtag, called them Karens. And again, that's not what a Karen is. If you walk up to someone and y'all know already how I feel about people just shoving cameras in people's faces. Mm -hmm. Um, If you walk up to someone like, you shouldn't just be filming strangers that you know without asking first. And he's like in the video, he's like, but that's that's what my whole TikTok is about. That's what my whole account. And they're like, well, we don't want to be filmed. And they are like being a little like angry. But again, if a stranger it was and it's not just him with his camera. He also has a camera crew. So like if strangers walk up to you and are just filming you, Without asking first, because I honestly thought he would just ask these people first 
Like, well, a lot can of them I feel film? like PR set up. Yeah. So I would assume. I thought he was that, asking yeah. them first and then they set it up. But no, he's just going up to people and filming them and asking them. Also in the description, he said, could have driven off at any point. But they're wanting to know what you're doing with this footage, why you're filming them. They're asking you questions. And he's just acting like they're being like the biggest pains. Like, I can't believe that they did this. And then in the comments, people are saying like, based on their reaction, they don't actually own the car or they rented it. And saying like, my man's has asked the president himself and he was more respectful. That's because they got, Joe Biden doesn't just drive cars around. Like he's not allowed to drive cars around. They obviously got permission first and went up to, you know, like, yeah, it was are, a whole PR stunt. Yeah, these were there were emails coordinated. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure the Joe Biden one was at a car show where he was talking about electric vehicles to get more people to buy electric vehicles. So you don't have the right to film people without their consent, and then you're calling them Karens and saying they can drive off when they don't know what this video footage is being used for, and then you go ahead and post it anyway. So this fella, Daniel Mack, is my Rachel of the week. He just saw, or in January, he was signed to CIA. Hmm. And they're talking about, and through CIA, he's been able to shoot content with clients, Helen Helen Mirren and Sung Kang. Yeah. And the Helen yeah. Mirren one, I think, was for Fast and Furious. Yeah, anyway. that's, that's like Yeah, what? like those are all PR things, but you don't just go up to strangers and then have multiple and even maybe in the early days it probably just was him with his iPhone but now you've got a whole camera crew like you can't just do that to people there's also a difference with like when you are just doing something solo with your phone you don't feel as established or legitimate Mm -hmm. so like you do ask beforehand 99% of the time like you're not just going to start filming like there are some people cough David Dobrik who are just like absolute pieces of shit and have so much fucking like ego regardless of that they don't have like the safety but like when you have a camera crew like you feel bold mm-hmm. like you feel a little emboldened to do something that like I really hope you have lawyers who have like told you that you actually really can't do this like first of all you can't do this with anyone regardless of their income bracket but if you're going to be filming people who have the money to fucking sue you for no- like and they're not going to win a lawsuit but they're just going to drain you of your fucking money and like they'll do like a whatever it is like you're, these are powerful people who could threaten you in that sense. And also, some really rich people have not gotten their money in the most. Yeah. But these are like two women. They look like they might be 20s, early 30s. Like, if I see people coming up to me, filming me, I need to know what the, well, it's going to be. Like, I also mean like, I'm like some people have gotten settlements in divorces from like a really abusive people. Mm-hmm. And like. That's part of the reason why you shouldn't film anyone in general. Like, you don't know who is, has been, has changed their name and has mm-hmm. moved and is, like, hiding from an abusive ex. You don't know about, like, family situations and, like, all of that stuff or, like, how this person has said money. You also don't know if, like, someone is a housekeeper or is, like, a nanny or an assistant and is, like, then suddenly it's their boss's car mm-hmm. and they're going to get, they're supposed to be driving it, but, like, their boss doesn't want a video of this. Right. Like, I am also shocked that he does not get, like, a release if he's, like, repped at a big agency that, like, where's your lawyer? Like, you need to be getting releases for all of this, especially 
Because like if these brands find out that you're not doing that, like brands literally will make you, I've had to like blur every single person's face in the background of a video that was already out of focus. I've had to cut out shots that had like a fraction of someone's face that was already blurred. You have to get permission for like the legal teams of these like brands who want to sponsor you and all that. And they find out that you're not even getting releases from people like that onus is on you. Like you're going to be the one who's like screwed. Yeah. And I think that the only reason why he can, he posted it is because out of frustration, they say in the video, whatever, just post it. Yeah, because I'm sure it's like yeah. his lawyer was like, well, no. And I think that he's probably like, I've done things against my lawyers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, technically sure, but I wouldn't do it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm still going to do it. Yeah. But like, it's not the greatest choice ever. But yeah, that's probably why. Mm. Even in the, the caption for it, it says they had a full public meltdown over this. They were in their car. You can't, like, that's super creepy, dude. Yeah. Like, it's really, really creepy. Like, you don't know if someone has a stalker. You also don't know if, like, a, a man with a camera crew of, let's be real, what are crews mostly made of? Yeah. Men. I mean, you can see the other guy in the video, the other cameraman. Yeah, that feels dangerous. It does. Saying. And I, again, I want to know what you're doing with the video. And the fact that you're not sharing it and just being a jackass is just uncalled for. Yeah. I've done it to be kind. Like I went to like a golf tournament or whatever and they were like filming and like the guy was like, oh, can we get a shot of you doing this? And I was like, you can like get the guys in here, but like you can't put my face in it. My agents are going to ask you for money. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want to, like, I'm trying to help you. And they were like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, if you have like releases, I can like look over it and like see what like it is. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. Like, but like, thank you. Like, you know, there's a, there's a level of recognizing that, but like, that's just, well, I also fucking hate those videos. Yeah. I just think they're so... Why do you care? I'm also just, like, really blown away that, like, some of these are apparently authentic and not, like, yeah. PR placements. Yeah. Like, that's how you know I the think content the, the, is the, so the early ones were more, like, during the pandemic, and he was just going to car shows and but stuff. But even then, like, the per- but, all the whole thing, it's so fucking dry yeah. and, like, bo- like there's... It's the same thing, yeah. like, when people were just, like, ringing people's doorbells and asking them what they did for a living like it's the same thing and i'm like why are you driving up to these people houses and asking them that well also like no offense to him like you're not interesting Mm -hmm. and you're also not talking to interesting people and you're not like asking interesting questions and so i'm just like why should i be interested like it's just so dry like it's so fucking boring yeah i would like to nominate enemy foe of the podcast elon musk and you could be like Megan, for what this time? And I could tell you a laundry list of things. But today we are focusing on his uh, acquisition of Twitter and his attempt to get people to pay $20 a month for verification. Are you going to pay? God, no. (laughs) I paid for, I did it. I had a YouTube premium subscription for three months and then that free little thing, it ended. And I was like, I don't need it. Yeah. I'm the person who, like, I do a free trial of something on my phone, like an app. I set a timer on my phone. Like, I do, like, a day, cancel oh, this. I, already, I cancel it right away. I usually do, but sometimes I want to reap the benefits for a week. No, you can, can if you cancel it right away, then it just cancels after the... Oh, no, I think this one specifically said, once you cancel it, you don't have access gotcha. to this anymore. And I was like, okay. So this is just, like, my mind has been... I need to stop being surprised by him because he's not smart. Like no. he's he's rich with access and he's able There's to. There's no compl- 
like nothing happens to him if when you're that rich and you have that much access, you have access to smart people. Mm -hmm. So like you can have success by proxy and you can surround yourself by really smart people. And to be fair, that's a lot of the time what most fucking CEOs do. But when you also are just like unethical and just horrible, all of that goes away because his own ego and his bigotry gets in the way of actually connecting with pioneers in whatever industry he wants to dominate. So the reason why he wants to do these subscriptions is because he's telling everybody or the implication to everyone is that like, oh, you know, those like stupid blue check marks with their blah, blah. Like every time I fucking like have any tweet that goes semi-viral or like anything even political, it's like, oh yeah, okay, blue check check mark. And I go, is this the new Pizzagate? Like, what the fuck do you think this blue check mark means? Like it is used, like they think they use it as a slur online, like already. It's so fucking weird. And I go, well, I'm verified because of, you know, it's only because of fake accounts that make it, so you want it to be, mm -hmm. this is the real one. That's what all verification is. Like, it's not about how many followers you have or like how famous you get. Like, that's why there's a lot of journalists or people who had internships at like political campaigns or wherever, like will have verified accounts because it was important to people to know that this is where the trusted information is coming from. And so the implication online, the reason why he's doing this is it's to take, quote unquote, like take away that not actual quotes, but like to take away the power from these like, these like meaningless blue check marks that like they're no better than us. Like we're all the same. Like this is obsolete and like blah, 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 blah. And it's literally not that. The reason why is because as soon as he acquired this, Twitter's advertisers are not wanting to spend as much money on Twitter because A, a lot of people are trying to leave the platform already. Mm -hmm. Shonda Rhimes left. Yeah, I know. But also brands don't want a fucking hellscape. They don't want to be seen like, Oh, there's a Gillette ad right next to someone going, someone posting a photo of a Confederate flag. Like they don't want that association, even though it is separate and they're not going to be sued for anything of it. It is not good for their brand image. So they're losing advertisers rapidly, rapidly, even the ones they currently have. But also it's highly unlikely that he's even going to meet what they made last year. It's probably going to be exponentially less and the longer he owns Twitter and like if there's advertising contracts that span more than 12 months it's an 18 month contract I, it's not looking great for how much money he's going to make which is going to make him look really bad because the whole thing with the same thing with like Donald Trump where it's like oh like you know smart businessmen quote unquote billionaire like these people like they know what to do like they're gonna run it like a corporation it's like you're about to see that he's not even going to be able to make as much money as they made last year. Like this isn't going to be any financial improvement. And as much as he cares about his image, that's really fucking bad for his image. Like mm -hmm. really fucking bad. So he also is saying that like, oh, I'm going to, it's going to be fewer ads, everybody. I'm being nice. I'm helping with fewer ads. That's your, it's less ads because people don't want to advertise with you. It's not that. Users would always prefer more ads than a paid model. And so it was originally $20. And now he um, is saying that like with that, you can have long form video and like you can post more audio, which you could already post audio. And his tweet was Twitter's current lords and lords and peasant system for who has or hasn't doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people. Blue for now $8 a month because everybody said it wouldn't be $20. Like they wouldn't fucking pay that. And he literally responded to someone's tweet and said, hmm, what about $8? And I'm like, Elon, are you, you really didn't even, you didn't even like survey or do any sort of thing to like understand what people would pay 
And now you're like asking one individual, like, well, how about $8? Are you throwing was it? It was a journalist, I think. Let me see. It might be in this article. Oh, shut the fuck up. It wasn't. It was Stephen King. So Stephen King said $20 a month to keep my blue check. He tweeted Monday. They should pay me. If that gets instituted, I'm gone like Enron. And then he said, if it ain't the money, it's the principle of the thing. And then Elon Musk replied and said, we need to pay the bills somehow. Twitter cannot entirely rely on advertisers. How about $8? I cannot tell you a single person I know who would pay for that. No, it's going to be people, free thinkers. That's who it's going to be. Yeah. Everybody that are just like them because they don't actually think. They just do. And it's also so wild because I'm like, oh, so that means if you have $8 a month that like your voice is more important than. So like I thought the whole thing is like power to the people. Anyone can do this. And it's like, oh, I don't like that famous people or people I perceive who have power have a louder voice. And now I want that. And it's like, no, you're just jealous. That's what it was. It Mm -hmm. wasn't that that was the issue. Then everyone should be verified. Then no one is verified. It's the same fucking thing. Yep. It's like if you have a valid ID, just verify you. Yeah. And then don't charge anything. Then you know what? Then everything's fair. Well, then you have to have an extensive system to make sure that like people aren't impersonating other people. Yeah. And you know what? That's going to cost a lot more fucking money mm-hmm. than just verifying one account after you. Because if you have to go through the process of like verification, like you've submit certain documents for things like it's harder now than it was before. But you have to submit people trying to impersonate you, like other accounts that are being you, like all of those different things and like verify all these things about you. Now are we going to do that for every single one? Because that's going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah. I hate him. (sighs) All right. That's it. That is it. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening to this episode of But Am I Wrong? And if you're like, watch, I only listened. Patreon. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to write in for our uh, But Are You Wrong segment, do it. But am I wrong? Pod at gmail.com. And again, voting goes up tomorrow on the Instagram. Megan and Melissa. That's what it's called. And follow us everywhere. TikTok, our Instagram, our individual Instagrams, our own socials. And if you're still listening, go comment. Who's your Rachel of the week? It can be you pick pop culture, but also if it's just like some bitch in your biology class, say this bitch in my biology class. Exactly. Don't give first and last name. Mm-mm. Don't dox them. Unless you're about that life. And if you can take the smoke, mm-hmm. go for it. Because we don't know where you live. We, we're not going to be able to help you. No. And I don't answer my texts very quickly. I mean, I might. There might be a text in the thread that I'm having other conversations about and miss that one all complete all together. Yeah. Like when I ask for the gluten free pizza crust recipe. Sorry. Stay tuned tomorrow for the results of last week, and we will circle Circle back. back. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.